San Diego's talk radio leader, 760 KFMB presents It's Your Money and Your Life. For the next hour, Richard Musio and Joe Vecchio will educate and inform you on matters related to your financial future, your life, and your leisure. Now, with It's Your Money and Your Life, here are Richard and Joe. All right, everybody. My name is Joe Vecchio, your co-host, announcer, and producer. Coming to you from KFMB Studios with 50,000 watts of power. Heard not just in San Diego County, but Orange County, L.A. County, up the coast of Seattle on a good night, down to Cabo, out to the desert. If you download the app for 760 KFMB or tune in radio, you can hear the show as it airs on any device. And, of course, all the podcasts are commercial-free on IYMoney.com. Now time to introduce the main man of the hour, the CPA extraordinaire, accomplished marathon runner, best-selling author, lecturer, philanthropist, and a family office expert advising several high-net-worth families. His name is Richard Musio. Richard Good evening. How are you tonight? I'm doing great, Joe. I saw where the value of our cryptocurrency show that we did last week. It went up 130% during the week, so that's cool. And then down again. Well, uh, but then up again, and then down again, oh, and then way been, up again. Oh, there's been major ripoffs. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Rip-off city. Speaking, uh, speaking about up and know, down. There's been ripoffs in dollars, too, Bernie. Well, Madoff. Mr. Family Office Expert, what do you think of this crazy market? I think it's overinflated to begin with. Yeah, in a span of like two days, my 401k became a 201k. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a yo-yo. Okay, but okay. But look, now you tell me, uh, the market is really much controlled by computers these days, right? I mean, they do most we, of we the. We can bulk. ask our guests this question too, even though oh, we're not talking about we'll, this. We'll get to it. Yeah, okay, but, but, but I mean that's true. So I, I don't. I think it yeah, can, the, that that algorithm algorithmic trading. Right, right. but but uh, so I think it could only fall so far. They have these circuit breakers in yeah, there. Yeah. Can go down uh, to zero. Well, no, it can't go. I don't. Th- I think it'll stop. The, it'll shut it down. You know. But but in any case, we'll, we'll talk about it with our guests when we get to him in a moment. Four and a half percent a day, eight percent in five weeks. Yeah. Well, today's Tuesday. We taped shows on Tuesday, so by the, t- the time this shows airs, who knows what's going to happen by the end of the week? But in, yeah. in any case, except that the value of our cryptocurrency show will have gone up even more. <laughs> <laughs> Depends how many millions have gotten ripped off by by then. So, but anyway, Richard, uh, did you watch? IY Money Coin. Yes, did you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are about thirteen to fifteen hundred cryptocurrencies out there. We, we should did, have our own. We, we did bring that to fruition. I'll tell KF and B. I'll pay them in cryptocurrency. <laughs> <laughs> Craig will love that. <laughs> Hey, Super Bowl, brain damage, brain damage Bowl. Did you happen to watch any of that? Or I watched. You? I walked down to the Morgan Run Country Club to watch the halftime show because I love Justin Timberlake. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. He's a good golfer too, by the way. I know he is. He's a good athlete, Justin yeah. Timberlake. Anyway. But that's all I watched was the halftime show. Really. <laughs> Anyway, well, it was worthwhile. I mean, even that was pretty spectacular. But, but uh, all in all, it was a pretty good game. And um, hey, it was about time uh, the Patriots uh, got uh, upset, for God's sake. And God, did you know that this guy Nick Foles? I looked at. He came in in week for, uh, ga- week fourteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, uh, Carson. What's his name? Got hurt. Yeah, the Eagles. Isn't that ab- unbelievable? Now, yeah. how many you know second stringers can take their team all the way to Super Bowl? Oh, that guy's been a starter most of his career. It's not like he's a. I understand, but not you know, like he's you know the Chargers second stringers. I know. Never but, Started but, a game in his life. I this know, guy but, was a pretty real quarterback. But it's very, you know, it's still quite an accomplishment. You Remember come, our guest, Jason Kruger, said old Nick was going to come through because, they, you know, they were University of Arizona together. Did he say that? Yeah. Okay. I'll Jason know. Kruger, All University right. of Arizona, Signature Analytics. Well, con- <laughs> congratulations uh, to, to them. He said Nick Foles always comes through. Yeah. Uh, in any case, uh, I did get to the San Diego Symphony concert, the Discovery Night. Uh, had a nice chat with Erwin yeah, Jacobs. Yeah, you finally figured out how to uh, discover how we, to get a ticket I, online. Anyway. Take, I had some internal help. But anyway, uh, Boy, John, did you. John Williams is um, 85 years old, this mm-hmm. conductor. I want to tell you that Symphony Hall was sold out, and the people were going bananas. He had uh, 
two encores, uh, and I tell you, he could have done five, and, and the standing ovations, you know, just wouldn't stop. So congrats to him. He's only worth about $245 million and the most famous composer in the, in the world, thanks to the films, uh, obviously. And, um, and by the way, they have, uh, they're doing a Harry Potter film with a live orchestra, I think, coming up this month. So Sango Symphony, folks, if you haven't been lately, uh, they've, they've really expanded their, their content and programming. It's, it's really terrific, so check it out. And let's see, this Sunday, tomorrow, is the San Diego Fermentation Festival at the Leech Tag Foundation Commons out there in Ecky Road in, uh, where is that, Encinitas, Richard? Encinitas, right off the 5. So 11 to 5, folks. I saw it uh, at KFMB-TV, did a little promo on it, and looked interesting. If you're interested in your gut health and everything else, uh, you Go should. Go ferment. Yeah, you should get out there. It's, I think it'll be interesting. And let's see. And then congratulations to the gentleman at the Carlsbad-by-the-Sea Retirement Center, 102 years old. He just set the record for the oldest person ever to do a zip line. He went out to Palma Valley. 102 years old. God bless him. <laughs> he's, he's busier than all of us put together. Uh, so good for That's him. That's impressive. Yeah. In any case, Richard, we have with us tonight a former guest and a, 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 um, I believe he's a sponsor of the show. They're a sponsor of the show, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. But, but he runs uh, VFOHub.com, which is Virtual Family Office, and his name is Alex Sonkin. Alex, welcome back. Joe, thanks for having me. <laughs> but Alex, getting to Joe's question about the stock market, I know you, you were a commodities trader in Chicago, right? I was a member of the Chicago Board of Trade, Tra yeah, Merck, so CBOE. Yep. Yeah, so what, what, what are your impressions about what's going on in the market, even though I know that's not really what you do? You certainly came out of that world. Well, the market just made a, a brand new high, just what it eclipsed 25,000 mm -hmm. in the Dow. And um, this was like the first year that the, the, the S&P, the NASDAQ all broke out significantly over the last 12 months. And, mm -hmm. you know, people are taking profits. And uh, now that the economy is booming, maybe they're thinking uh, interest rates might go up. And if interest rates go up, makes makes running a company a little more difficult. Take some profits while you get it. Yeah, well, I think interest rates will go up. They have to. I also saw the government is going to borrow another trillion dollars, and that may affect the credit markets a little bit and the economy, And uh, don't you think? That will do the same thing. However, you know, because we have over $20 trillion worth of debt, um, it's, it's very difficult for interest rates to go up and have our country continue to move forward. So they're going to do their best to keep interest rates down, even though the economy's roaring. It's, it's a tricky situation. Let me ask you this, because uh, I know uh, the president left, uh, let Janet Yellen go. Um, was she, did you think she deserved to get fired or, um, you know, what, or was that politics? You know what? I think she might have been a little critical to him as a can when he was a candidate. She was critical. And maybe yeah. that was just payback. But oh, does he take things personally? <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> hey, how about those Padres, Richard? <laughs> they're, they're going to spring training. They pack the trucks. That's all I know about the Padres. They call that a segue, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for letting me off the hook there. But uh, yeah. but as far as the market goes, I, I do believe, now, Alex, your, your opinion on all the computerized trading today, uh, good thing, bad thing, uh, is it, does it, are we really having true price discovery or is a lot of it just uh, computerized manipulation, et cetera? I think the computers, all they're doing is they're looking for inefficiencies. They're looking to you know buy buy same thing at one exchange, another exchange, similar exchanges, just try to arbitrage some profits out of there. I don't think the computers are extending it one way or another, but... Um, I think it creates more liquidity for the market. So when we say arbitrage, we mean uh, playing both ends against the middle or hedging your bets, essentially? or Well, arbitrage is, is trying to create a riskless profit. So if, if uh, the computers can find uh, a stock on uh, or a similar asset on one or two different exchanges, an electronic or a floor trade, 
and they try to buy one at one price and sell something similar or the same asset at a different price at mm -hmm. the same time, they can lock in that profit. So they use computers to identify these price inefficiencies to do it that way. So you mean they'll actually buy and sell at the same time? Like Simultaneous. They do, and that's really where blockchain comes into play. How and so? That's interesting. Well, Richard's a, kind of a little bit of an expert on blockchain. Well, we talked about it a little bit on our last show. Blockchain is basically real-time, three-dimensional, ledger-based I know, but, data but in relation in to what network. he just said about the buying and selling at the same time, how does it relate? Well, a bl in blockchain, you have these computer algorithms that basically uh, lock in a price and, and identify that price with some kind of computer-based system that can't be corrupted. And right. in the real world, you have human beings who apparently can be corrupted, uh, front-running. You know, or, or take a bathroom break, so in the well, microsecond that the arbitrage exists, they don't take advantage oh, of it. Oh, it's like Joe. a millisecond, yeah. Exactly. Well, that's, that's why I always was a suspect of this medallion fund, but they're so ahead of everybody with mm -hmm. uh, the fastest... They, ha they have the world's fastest computers, and uh, this is the operation that... These computers, Joe, are making decisions literally in seconds. Yeah. Well, artificial intelligence, I mean, it's going to yeah. be running the... <laughs> It'll be running the whole show, yes. I mean, after a while, which, you know, I think is probably... It's what runs our government, well, artificial now, intelligence. Now let me ask Alex, because we're coming up on a break real quick, but, I mean, they probably put a lot of people out of work on, on Wall Street, right, with, uh, with a lot of technology, correct? Or? You know, I used to trade on the floor, and uh, yeah. I thought this, that everything was going to go digital, and I left, but I left too early. But uh, sure enough, it is now all digital, computerized. Most of these trade, like the Chicago Mercantile Exchange, it's all, it's all uh, electronic now, no floor trading? It, it, it's all electronic wow. now. We'll be back with Alex Sonkin right after this. All right, we are getting smart with Alex Sonkin, virtual family office hub, and we're back. Justin, can you put down the cone of silence, please? <laughs> oh, it's not working again? <laughs> Take off your shoe and call me later. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the shoe phone. <laughs> well, number 86. Now, didn't that have a di rotary dial instead of a... It had a rotary a dial <laughs> on a shoe phone. <laughs> They didn't even have the push button shoe phone. What they didn't that? have push button yet. I know. This is the 60s. <laughs> the princess phone. Anyway, we're back with Alex Sonkin. Well, Chief, let's yes. get back to the show. Yes. VFOHub.com. What is that all about, Alex? Tell us uh, how you got uh, launched that. It looks pretty robust. A lot of stuff there. Well, the virtual family office hub supercharges elite family offices, elite CPA firms with best-in-class resources. And uh, what we found is that the, the top people in the country – don't want to be W-2 employees for Goldman Sachs or Deloitte or large law firms or consulting firms where, like they did 25 years ago. So 25 years ago, this thing called the Internet happened, and you could send emails with attachments and do conference calls. Al Gore invented it. Al Gore invented yeah. it. And so because of that, I decided I was going to get an ocean view, and I moved from Chicago to California. And a lot of people left their firms and moved to the coast or wherever they want to. Maybe some people want to go skiing in Boulder, and they live wherever they want to live, and they work for themselves. And so the top people in the world set up their own shops. And, and what we've done is we've identified and, and continue to vet and, and attract the very best tax attorneys, the very best resources, whether you're an ESOP specialist, captive specialist whether you're a business valuation specialist, all the resources that very, very wealthy families may need, business owners may need, and we give those resources to their CPAs and give them a system, a FedEx-style information movement system where they don't have to refer their clients out to these specialists or these resources, where they can access the brain power and the ingenuity of all these amazing people, uh, these guys and gals who live all over the world, they access their ingenuity and deliver th that value to their clients without third-party referral risk, and they get all the credit for the work. And these resources, 
they get to make their own money. They still get to participate and deliver the value, but they're not the ones really taking up the referral and, and building that relationship with the client. The wow. CPA is. But backing up in time, we should talk a little bit about family offices and where they came from. Define and, that because we, history. we say it every week, and I don't even know if enough people know what. Yeah, a so family office, because yeah, we do say it about me because I'm a family office expert. Mm -hmm. What is that, Joe? I have no clue. Well, I'm physically know. situated in a family office, so for example, if they need the trash taken out, I do that. Just kidding. <laughs> I do it all. But so family offices evolved out of basically the robber baron age, 100, 120 years ago. Families like Carnegie and. Rockefeller and on Vanderbilt, it goes. Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt. Yeah, exactly. And so basically what happened is these families that accumulated tremendous wealth, primarily out of that age, the robber baron age, found that they weren't getting a lot of value from traditional service providers back in the day, accountants, attorneys, wealth advisors, and so on. So they internalized the great majority of, in many cases, all of their resources. So they brought in-house under one roof the best of brand accountants, attorneys, wealth advisors, and various other specialists, depending on the nature of you, you know, the family's you, business. You bring to mind the story of Henry Ford because mm -hmm. he said, I don't have all the answers, but I have a row of buttons on my desk, and if I need exactly. something answered, I just press a button. And exactly. So. He had buttons for his family office. So, so these wealthy families, instead of going to outside third parties to get tax returns done, decide what investments to invest in if they had for example, had a huge liquidity event selling their company to get legal work done, even to get basic things like accounting and administrative work done, to have access to concierge services if they wanted to tax go advice. somewhere, whatever. Tax advice. They right. would internalize mm -hmm. almost all of this under a roof, you know, under a brick and mortar kind of arrangement where they actually had a physical location with people working for them. And that has continued over the years, and those types of family offices still exist and they've obviously become a lot more digital or a lot more, shall we say, technology-driven and less driven by actually having physical bodies inside of them doing things, in part because, well, for example, just like in my, my profession, the accounting profession, it's hard to get people on the financial side to do work or to go into those professions. As Alex said, people want to be out doing their own thing for their own benefit as opposed to being, as he said, a w 2 employee. And so the evolution that's going on in the family office space is very simple, similar to the evolution that's going on in the wealth advisory space or the CPA profession space. It's going away from people and into technology where you still have to access the very best people, but you don't have them sitting under your roof. You have them, shall we say, sitting under your umbrella or sitting on your platform, right, on Alex? Your, or on your app. Or on your <laughs> app, right? Your VFO hub app. Right. Mm-hmm. So, th so, so that's sort of the history. So, so just like. But when you say family office, I mean we're talking a, a net worth of two hundred, two hundred fifty million and up. Yeah, I would say to create your own, uh, the old-fashioned way, where you actually have an office and people inside of it, and computers and desks and chairs and all that stuff. If your net worth isn't say at least two hundred and fifty thousand, there's really probably too much cost involved in, in terms of the benefits it can create. And, and, the, of course, and the company, the family office is, is usually a family company right right or or, but you may see three or four families aggregating together oh you know okay. in that space so that you have a billion dollar family office that, and that's what we call an mfo a multi-family office where it's more than one family yeah. as opposed to but, an but, sfo but a the threshold family. general about 250 200 
Yeah. 250,000? I thought it was like 250 two, million. 250 million. 250 million. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. When you say, yeah, we're talking millions here, people, not thousands. You said a net worth of 250,000. But anyway. No, I meant million. Okay. If I said thousand. I apologize. Okay. So 250 million. All right. Most of the families in the family office world are billion dollars and up. Yeah. So I guess Alex has pretty much harnessed the, the power of the internet and put all these resources together. And on his website, he has plenty of great, uh, interesting uh, subject matter. BLC resources, fact pattern analytics, uh, and some case studies. So why not? Let's go over one of the case studies, Alex. What do you say? There's one on here that says uh, BFO Hub CPA lands a $300 million client. How did, who is that? How'd that happen? What's that all about? Well, the, the beautiful thing about the BFO Hub is it allows a CPA firm to plug in and have access to the very best people in the country. And in other words, the CPA firm can function as a family office. As a mm. virtual family office. But, but not an old-fashioned one, one that exists in the digital age. And they can use, because of technology, like Uber, right, is mm -hmm. displacing car service, right? Sure. They're not bringing the very best tax attorneys together. They're bringing people who have cars who want to drive and, and, and make a living. What we're using is we're using technology to bring the very best resources to the table, bring them to a CPA firm who becomes a virtual family office professional, and now he can deliver value to someone who's not worth $250 million. They could deliver value to someone worth $10 million, $5 million, $25 million. Mm -hmm. And when they reposition themselves as a virtual family office with best-in-class resources, not just local resources or W-2 resources who are willing to do that, they now can attract clients they've never had before. So we have uh, CPAs who become virtual family office professionals who are attracting billionaire clients, clients like this worth $300 million. Why? That $300 million client previous to that had a CPA who just did his taxes, had a separate attorney who just did the legal work, had a separate advisor, had, an, had a partner, his maybe a CFO, the partner CPA. So when they have a complex problem, a liquidity event, they want to make an acquisition, they want to sell an asset, who do they call? They call their CPA, their attorney, their mm. their advisor. They get seven different answers, and yeah, guess their, what? Their barber chimed in. Their their yeah. fitness trainer chimed in. I mean, on it went. But right? Richard, yeah. how? What do they know about managing all these resources when they just know how to make and sell widgets? They don't. But the, here's the other thing: is wealthy people, wealthy families, successful families don't have one thing, which is the most precious asset on this planet. What is that, Alex? They don't have time. Time. And so, by making one phone call. See, that's the benefit of having a, a, a traditional family office. You make one phone call, and yes, you have a bunch of resources. Maybe they're not the best. They're just local W-2 resources. They mm -hmm. take care of it for you. With the virtual family office hub, when you plug in and you make one phone call to your virtual family office professional, he has now access to the very best resources around the country. So he could help solve your million-dollar, $10 million, $100 million tax problem, whatever it is. Your, your, your costs are out of control. Your health insurance costs are out of control. We have a whole array of health insurance cost reduction solutions just in that one segment. So what we've done is we've created an Uber or Amazon or a Bitcoin type of destructive technology where a one-man CPA who has access to these resources can destroy Deloitte, who's the leading you know, a, a consulting CPA firm in the country because Deloitte only has W-2 people and that one-man CPA has the very best people in the country. So like literally hiring your own all-star football team. Mm -hmm. And we'll have to figure out how they become all-stars or how they get vetted or how you how they're brought on. But um, we, we actually have to take a little break, though. So we'll, come up, we'll come back take with a break. Alex Sonkin with Virtual Family Office Hub right after this. Hang on. All right. 
right, we are back with the award-winning It's Your Money and Your Life. This is the time where Richard likes to thank our sponsors. Big thank you to our sponsors. Couldn't do this show without them. At the top of the list are our favorite CPAs. We love them so much. We got two of them. Signature Analytics, recent guest, Jason Kruger, great CFO service firm. Also, Polito Epic CPAs up in San Marcos with Don Epic and Paul Polito. More traditional CPA firm, things like financial statements, income taxes, business planning, and such. Also, our great friend, Joel Greshkin with Cost Segregation Initiatives, helping real estate owners improve their cash flow. Upcoming guest, Paul Hines. Paul, of course, is the CEO of Hearthstone Private Wealth Management, a great wealth advisory firm, and he is also the catalyst of SeniorSafeAndSound.org, helping to prevent financial abuse of the elderly. Also, of course, we're talking about in this show, VFO Hub, helping CPAs become absolute heroes to their very, very best clients through VFO Hub. Elite Lifestyle Management, Michelle St. Clair. Speaking about people who have no time, well, Michelle has time, but her clients don't. Elite Lifestyle Management, a great concierge service, helping those of us who have no time get things done from simple things like travel arrangements to the more complex, like getting into the most difficult movie premiere in Hollywood to get into, like we did with the Battle of the Sexes last year. Elite, Elite Lifestyle Management, Michelle St. Clair will help you with that also happy tax, speaking of the digital age, if you want to get tax returns done in a paper, paperless way using an app with extremely, extremely affordable pricing, happy tax is your solution. No more taking boxes of garbage to your CPA to get things done. No paper at all, just an app. Great pricing, happytax.com. Also for our listeners who are getting hungry because they miss dinner because they love this show so much, Joe, we have a new food vendor. My niece, Melissa, recently acquired the Solana Beach Coffee Company on Coast Highway in Solana Beach. So if you love breakfast goodies or lunch goodies right there in the Beach Walk Center between Loma Santa Fe and Villa de la Valle, come by Solana Beach Coffee Company. You might even be able to try one of my famous gluten-free chocolate donuts, yes, that I make myself. But we can also help people who don't want to go to Solana Beach, but who are starving to death right now, right, Joe? Well, there's the Very Good Food Foundation, headed up by Michelle Ciccarelli, Lyrac, putting on great uh, broadcasting events throughout the year and foodie events throughout the year. And also Lestat's Coffee Houses, Normal Heights, University Heights, new one on University Avenue, all open 24-7, 365 with great coffee, great food. By the way, I hope your, uh, is it your niece? Helping? My niece, Melissa. Did she, uh, what kind of coffee do they have? She's getting her coffee from Calabria in North Park. Oh, okay. Really yeah. good stuff. Yeah, that's good I don't stuff. drink the stuff, but yeah. my, <laughs> my wife drinks, my wife Mary drinks enough for the whole family. Okay. And she says it's great. <laughs> That's great. Anyway, um, um, all these sponsors, uh, many have been working with Richard for many years with great success. Isn't that correct? That's true. And actually, a couple are members, shall we say, of the VFO Hub. Ah, how yeah. about that? How so, about that? So get over to our website, iymoney.com. There is a sponsor tab across the top of the page. In the drop-down menu, you can learn about any or all of them. And uh, I'm sure they would make your life a lot better if you got to know them. They absolutely would. Yeah. Uh, in any case, let's get back to our guest, Alex Sonkin, with VFO Hub. And I was looking at your FAQ on your website, vfohub.com, and um, you're putting together basically a global network of the top experts uh, in, in your field, in, in their field. How do you qualify to become a member? It's a, a member. Uh, so, or, or to participate. To I participate. Mean, yeah, mean, we have a very stringent interview process uh, where we interview each. Typically, it's CPA firms that, that, that are um, invited to apply. We speak with them. We look at what they're trying to do. We, we match up their goals with, with what we're able to do at VFO Hub. And if they're trying to go to a, to a paperless world, if they're trying to focus on elite clients and acquiring more high net worth clients and 
getting rid of their B and C clients and, and stopping to compete with H&R Block Online and TurboTax that are offering Or with free. Happy Tax, our great sponsor. Or <laughs> Happy Tax, which is... We know, actually use Happy Tax as an outsourced solution to <laughs> help our CPAs make that transition. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So those, the, the ones who are trying to become virtual family office, and, and maybe some of them are already doing that without calling themselves that, those mm -hmm. are the ones that... that, that really go through the process and we invite them to become members and we give them access to this incredible uh, society, this, mm -hmm. this group. So they go through a pretty stringent uh, qualifying um, process basically, right? So you don't just, don't, not everybody can get in, but if Absolutely. you're already dealing with people with high wealth, you must know something already, I would say, right? Yeah, it, it depends on what your structure is like at a firm. So we have a process and we have examples and we work with amazing family office experts around the country. Richard is, is, a, is a partner, a client. Um, we've worked with him for the last 10 years. So mm -hmm. we, we work with real family office professionals and we help these CPAs who, who want to get to where Richard is going from 1,200 clients. Now what, to eight clients, Richard? Actually, I think it's 11. 11, <laughs> huh? Whatever. I don't know. <laughs> See, Richard's hanging out with us more, and we're like, hey, well, you can offer your stuff to all these clients who, who don't have great CP. I mean, well, he's just picking up an extra three since we've just talked last. It's I amazing. Think, I think I got one accidentally yesterday. Well, it's so easy because... I, I told him I don't bill by the hour. They go, oh, that's really cool. I've never had that experience before. Well, you know, and it, it is really cool for the consumer. We we have we work with all sorts of firms around the country. And when they find out what we do, they go out there and they, and they start talking to, to business owners. We go to the CPAs. They go to the business owners mm -hmm. like, hey, are you happy with your CPA? And they're like, no. And they literally pull. Yeah, no is the answer 70% of the time. They, hmm. they pull this very, very high paying taxpayer away from their CPA, bring them to their own CPA and then do planning. And I'm like, this is the easiest thing in the world. We don't do that. We go to the CPA and say, listen, you're losing your clients because of these million reasons. And here's how you attract these ultra high net Well, here's what happened. I mean, on the accounting side, blockchain obviously is transforming the accounting profession. But on the income tax preparation side, obviously developments, developments in technology have caused consumers to become much more savvy and much more price-driven in terms of selecting CPAs to do income tax returns. Right now, at this point in our nation's history, 50% of income tax returns that are being done by enrolled agents and certified public accountants could be done by technology solely with no human eyes ever seeing huh. those returns. And assuming the government ever has any money so that the IRS can upgrade their systems, within three years of that happening, about 50% of income tax returns in this country could be not even prepared except by the IRS sending somebody a bill or issuing a refund uh, 60 days after the end of the year because of all the data that the IRS can capture mm -hmm. and because of blockchain technology. The return can essentially be self-prepared through the blockchain system, through technology, where the government doesn't even have to receive a tax return. They just, because of the system, the so technology the other, can calculate. So, so the other 50% are more sophisticated? Well, for example, business income tax returns, if you're doing business for Fortune, uh, doing tax returns for Fortune 500 companies, large mm -hmm. corporations, mm -hmm. limited liability companies, that's more complicated. But the point is that the individual income tax preparation market is drying up. Now, the challenge for many CPAs who've been around for a lot of years is their sources of revenue historically have been very, what we call, compliance-driven. Mm -hmm. In other words, compliance work, doing financial statements, doing income tax returns, preparing those things. So much of that having now been replaced by technology. Yet many of these CPAs, because they've been around for a long, long time, have long-standing relationships with very wealthy families. But because they've been so buried in the minutiae during tax season of trying to get all this work done, they've never really developed meaningful relationships with what should be their very best clients who want much, much more than just this compliance work, what I call the things that they need, mm -hmm. financial statements, tax returns. 
and 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 that trend in the CPA profession is just going to continue because young people are not going into the profession. So there's a manpower, a woman power shortage. But but let's just focus on the the family office for a, right. a, a moment. I mean, those are the more sophisticated, more difficult, complicated tax returns, right? They, not they, necessarily. The, really? There's more. But for example, at a typical family office, because it's intergenerational, you may have gifting that's been done to the grandchildren. So you may have 40 income tax returns that you have to do for trusts for grandchildren, which are very basic, easy things to do. So it's what I call C-level work that you're doing for an A-plus client. Mm-hmm. Okay, but it takes a lot of time and resources if you want to internalize all of that work as a CPA. It's easier to outsource some of those basic functions so that the CPA has time to have a more meaningful relationship with the decision makers in that family. Mm-hmm. But the key, the key is that, the, let's look at that business owner. Mm-hmm. What, what is he really paying for? What does he want? He doesn't want a tax return. He doesn't need right. an audit. That's what, merely what they need. What, That's all. What, Richard, Richard. What what does that affluent business owner who's ten fifteen million to a you know ten billion dollar net worth? What does he want and need? Well, what he wants is a what cup he or of coffee she wants. and hold his hand. I don't exactly, know. <laughs> they want comfort. They want yeah. somebody to hold their hand. But more specifically, they want more time because they have no time. So how do they accomplish that if they have to ma- manage seven relationships and make? We'll talk about that after listening speak, to Green Acres. Speaking of time, we have to, to take. Uh, time we have to take a break. We're back with Alex Sonkin, VFO Hub. Right after this, hang on. <laughs> We are back with Alex Sonkin, VFO Hub, riding in on the range here. Bonanza, I love that music. Um, in any case, you know what you're doing is, pre- we hear the word disruptive all the time. It's disruptive. And that's what you are doing. And you kind of remind me of this uh, Dr. Paul Tierstein, who's uh, head chief of cardiology. Oh, the medical at, guy. He's disruptive, too. Yeah, chief of cardiology yeah. At, at Scripps Clinic. And uh, he's trying to upend this bureaucracy that's been collecting millions of millions of dollars. It's called the continuing, uh, I guess, the maintenance of their certification of their specialty. Mm-hmm. So he's coming up with a much more efficient way of doing this. And we'll get him on the show to talk yeah, about that. Yeah, because it's very similar. Yeah. Because here's the thing. Let's assume I'm a, I'm a very wealthy individual, which I'm not because I just put three kids through college. But let's assume that I was before I had to do that. And I've got a really important decision to make. In the old-fashioned way of working, I would end up calling 12 different people to ask the same question. My banker, my accountant, my attorney, my wealth advisor, my best friend, my CFO. Wealthy families, wealthy individuals don't have that kind of time to do that, nor do they want to have to do that and then solicit all of this advice. Most of the advice under the old-fashioned referral model would always be self-serving. For example, if, God forbid, you called your life insurance expert, he would tell you to go buy life insurance because that fixes every problem, right, Alex? Absolutely. And for my next joke. Okay. <laughs> so, so, so in this model, basically, it's what we call one-stop shopping. It's, it, it's shopping. It's very Amazon-like. You just go to one source that has access to all of these different resources. And, Alex, you can take it from there. You know, the, the key is that the ingenuity and in what we've created is this FedEx-style system of moving information in and out of a hub. Mm-hmm. And, and that hub-style system, this proprietary system, it, you know, one of the questions people ask us, how do you know your people are the best? How do you know you have the best tax attorneys? Well, no one can really know because there might be a tax attorney that's doing work for three clients in Rhode Island that no one knows, and, and he might be the best. We just don't know. Now, we work with... Uh, we work with many of the very, very top specialists, and it's very lonely at the top, so they all know one another. So when we meet a specialist or we meet an elite CPA or a family office, we meet, they introduce us to their very favorite resources. We put those resources on our platform, and similar to, similar to Alabama football, you know, they've got how many five-star quarterbacks do they have? they got yeah, four or five. So they got one five-star that has a bad first 
first half in the championship game, they put the next five star in and he mm -hmm. wins the, the championship for him. So we want to have five stars at every single position. So when we meet a new resource that, and we think they're the best, we're going to give them that opportunity. We're going to introduce them to our network. They're going to tell us if he's good or not. But what makes us unique is the system because each one of these experts, instead of being the Superman and taking the referrals and making himself look good, the system forces each of these ref, 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 uh, resources to make our client look good. And that is the virtual family office professional. That's the elite CPA or family office that plugs into the VFO hub. They are always the quarterback. They are always the focus. It's about educating them, giving them choices and access to all of these resources. And they're the ones who direct traffic and tell our resources, which strategies they're going to pick from, which strategies their clients are going to like. And all this work happens below the surface where their clients don't see that work. And they get to really say, wow, my CPA, my virtual family office professional, he is amazing. He's got the best tools. He's got the best resources. He just saved me 60% of my tax or taxes versus what my previous CPA can do. And when that happens, now all of a sudden the client is bragging about his VFO and all the referrals go where? Not to the resource, not to the tax attorney. They go back to that VFO and he's getting this organic growth. He's getting more clients that he wants because those referrals are coming from his very, very best. So what inspired you to, when did you launch this, Alex? And, and uh, when did the green light come on or the... Uh the, the bulb, saying, so, yeah, we, we can do this better. You the know, light bulb. The light bulb. I've, I've, been, I've had the pleasure of working with CPAs for the last 10 years. So 10 years ago, I was useless to the CPA profession. I, I just didn't know anything about it. And over the last 10 years, I've, I've been intimately working with family offices, CPAs, really getting close to them and understanding what makes them tick, where the issues are. And over the last year, it just it hit me one day, and, and it just hit me VFO Hub. And I called this conference call with my a group of my partners and I work with, and I'm like, hey, we're going we're gonna to launch VFO Hub. And they're like, let's call it something else. Now I'm like, it's VFO Hub. It's virtual. That's the future. Family office. We're bringing the family office concept down to people who've never heard of it before. Why has a $25 million, $50 million business never heard of a family office before? Because they don't have $50 million of liquid assets because that's what traditional family offices are looking for. They're looking for $50 or $100 million of liquidity, which means they need to go find people worth a billion dollars and they want to manage that money and charge them a point for whatever that money management. Our virtual family office structure that we build for CPAs is built on tax elimination, tax mitigation, cost mitigation, enhancing business value. We have what we consider the best money managers in the world. We outsource to those people. So we're really focused on, on basically building an investment bank underneath a CPA as opposed to building an investment bank underneath a stockbroker. Mm -hmm kind of a mega network, uh, if, 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 uh, if you will. So I'm looking at uh, the, the subject headings, and you, ran, you uh, enumerated a few there, but income and estate tax mitigation. Family governance. Now, that, what does that entail? That entails, I guess... Uh, family governance is how wealthy families take accountability and responsibility for the decisions that they make together, mm. whether those are financial or non-financial. Mm. In, in other words, you can't... You can't really have a coherent working relationship unless you have roadmaps, mission statements, value statements, accountability. At, at a certain point, Richard, don't you agree? You know, once someone starts making ten mil, over ten million dollars a year, it's like so, to some of these people, taxes aren't even important. Costs aren't even correct important. Uh, for very, very wealthy families. Saving income taxes isn't at the top of the list. Um, I go to family office events. The things you see at the top of the list are things like, well, cybersecurity is huge right now. Cybersecurity, as well as just actual security, both physical 
as well as identity protection. How do protection. I cut my idiot son-in-law out of the will? <laughs> well, yeah, well, similar issue. Uh, I want to make sure that my grandkids don't become trust funders. Yeah. That, that's huge at the top. Also, philanthropic goals and philanthropic planning. Many, many wealthy families are very interested in charity and in benefiting their communities, and they want to find ways that are tax-efficient to leave behind a legacy, for lack of a better description. The, the VFO Hub over the last few years has really directed a lot of money towards charities all mm -hmm. around the world as part of you know tax structures that are out there. That And we're really excited that, that what we're doing, the benefits business owners, they save time and money. They bring that money into their community. Uh, a lot of the money that's redirected from the IRS goes to various charities. Um, but what we believe is, is if you can take give a business owner more time and more money uh, and help them direct that, that additional resources into his community, into charities, they will do that. Um, mm -hmm. and, and we're seeing them do that. And we like to be the ones who are helping direct their VFO or their CPA to help those business owners do that. We want to make a change in our world and our communities on a multi-generational basis. So if we help a CPA become a VFO and they save time and money and they, and they become like Richard with 11 clients instead of 1,200, which is what he used to have when he was a CPA, and all of a sudden, he, now he's able to direct his clients, these very wealthy business owners, to do the same thing. Mm -hmm. Create more time and space. Take your ingenuity and use it in your own community. And, and let's... Yeah, it gives me time to put on a nine-pound turkey costume Thanksgiving morning and benefit mm -hmm. 60 charities in Oceanside with the Oceanside Turkey Trot. So for all those interested, uh, if you want to contact Alex or learn more about VFO Hub, there's a website, vfohub.com, and there is a contact page there. You can fill it out with your information, and someone will be in touch. Right, Alex? Absolutely. Okay. Reach me at asonkin, A-S-O-N-K-I-N, at vfohub.com. Okay. Yeah, and we're finding that, we're finding, because I work with CPAs too, because of my family office work, we're finding that many, many CPAs don't want to keep being CPAs the way old-fashioned CPAs have been CPAs, because it's killing them, the hours, the tax seasons, the deadlines. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's not where you want to be going forward in the future, especially younger people coming into the accounting profession. And I see this uh, one subject heading about the cloud-based accounting. I mean, that's mm -hmm. uh, the future. Is, it's here. It's the present. It's the present and yeah. the future, huh? Yeah. Um, Everything's virtual. Yeah. It's becoming virtual. <laughs> People don't want to do anything. <laughs> they but just want to live in the cloud. Yeah, live in the cloud. But I want everything to get. Well, done. they want to live at the beach. Actually, well, they want to outsource everything. <laughs> right. Outsource to the cloud. Outsource to someone else. Yeah. It's funny because ten years ago, when I was speaking to CPAs, I, I said, you know, in ten years, the entire profession will be in the cloud, and everybody would scream at me, "No way! <laughs> Can't be as secure as my own servers." And uh -huh. you know, and. And now, now if you're not in the cloud so as a you, wealth advisor or so a CPA you invent, or a dinosaur. You, so Richard invented the cloud. So. <laughs> no, nope, I didn't invent the cloud. I and just told way, people to get there sooner. And by the way, Gore did not, he did not I say. I joke about it. He did not say I invented the I internet. Know. He helped enable the legislation which, exactly. which helped bring the industry around uh, about. But uh, in any case. In any case. I think he invented global warming. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think that's I think that's with us too, along with the cloud. So uh, we'll be dealing with that. Well, we're in the middle of summertime here, in the middle of winter in San Diego. So. Yeah, but anyway, we got about a half minute here. Uh, any any final thoughts, uh, Alex? Just just give the let's VFO hub hub dot com, folks, if you want to learn about uh, what we're discussing here. It's actually, it's for. It's not for everybody, right, Richard? It's just for the... Well, it's for it, CPAs who want to be different and for yeah. wealthy families who yeah. want to have more time to there do go. what's most important. Speaking of time, we are out of time. We're Alex, out of time. Alex, oh, Richard, thank you thanks, for having Alex. us. Alex Sonka, thanks for being our guest. Richard, great seeing you again. Justin Harder, board operator, thanks for making it sound terrific. Thanks to Craig Blaking and Dave Sniff here at KFMB for all their help. All these podcasts are commercial-free on iymoney.com. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.